Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is a little slower, Zach Bingham, today. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page, at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Let's thank our sponsors, because they do make it happen. TennesseeTickets.com. If you do want to buy tickets to any football game this fall, you can safely do it and smartly do it with TennesseeTickets.com because if there's no fans allowed, you're going to get your money back. Not a coupon, but your actual money at TennesseeTickets.com. Uh, Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Uh, Mandu, the pulse of fitness. Got a Mandu workout yesterday. Mandu.com is where to go. Your first free workout. Your first workout is free. Uh, 15-minute workout, full body electronic muscle stimulation. It's great. Mandu.com. The Tucker Agency, saving you an average of 20% on your personal insurance by going to TuckerTN.com. And Calvin and Subtle, if you need new floors, new hardwood floors or finishings, CalvinandSubtle.com is the place to go. They do fantastic work in the Middle Tennessee area. CalvinandSubtle.com. Jeff Rubel, Zach, says, I won't share the show until Zach stops hating Ohio State. So never, LOL. You'll never share the show. That's on you, Jeff. That's unfortunate. So a lot of Jeff's friends are missing out. But we're going to have a discussion uh, today, Zach, uh, about, um, about what Jeremy Pruitt has been doing really over the last several weeks. Because a lot of the talk in the month of May for the Tennessee Vols was how well the Vols were recruiting under Jeremy Pruitt during the COVID-19 times. And then the discussion uh, over the last uh, several weeks about Jeremy Pruitt is how well he's handling everything that's happening with social injustice around our country during these COVID-19 times. Jeremy Pruitt was out there uh, talking and speaking at a rally in Knoxville side by side with his players and the players did not know that Pruitt was going to show up. Jeremy Pruitt talked to the media uh, last week about forming um, a committee led by uh, assistant coach T Martin uh, to help uh, help the culture of the Vols program with people with the black athletes they have there. And then Jeremy Pruitt also said to the media last week that the Vols are going to wear black jerseys against Kentucky uh, this upcoming season and then auction off those jerseys to help local <clears throat> charities and local organizations to help the Black Lives Matter movement. And as Danny said on Facebook, T. Martin went on the Swain event last week, last Friday, and, and mentioned that, yes, these uh, the money, the proceeds will go to local Knoxville organizations, uh, not national organizations, but local Knoxville organizations as well. So, Zach, when you when you saw that from Jeremy Pruitt, what was your first reaction about the black jerseys and the symbolism of what the Tennessee Vols are going to do? Well, I thought that it was good because, look, what we're talking about with all, I think, the Black Lives Matter movement, and, and we've We've discussed this a couple of times and had full shows that just targeted that conversation. Those conversations are good, but we also have to come up with ways to create the change, right? And I think this is a great way to affect, directly affect the change of it, right? Money makes the world go round. Love also makes the world go round, but money makes it move. And if you can help fund a movement by Tennessee fans are going to buy these jerseys. They just are, right? Tennessee knows that. So might as well take a portion 
to put it back into something that makes a difference. This is a good idea. So I, I'm proud of Jeremy Pruitt. Is it going to change the world? No, it's not altogether going to change the world, but it's a start, right? It's a it, it, the, Tennessee is showing that it is trying. They're doing their part, and if this is one of many things that they do, maybe just maybe in the future we can fully change, right? That's the goal of this: is to rid our our world of racism. But you have to how you know how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time, and that's I think it that go that saying goes very much to anything any difference you are trying to make, and in this case. I respect Jeremy Pruitt for doing it. It sounds like the players wanted to do that, and that's very, very important. So I think they're going to make a lot of money, and hopefully they cause a lot of change. Yeah, no doubt. And and I do, I think it's interesting because the title of the show today is, is about what Jeremy Pruitt's decision about the black jerseys means about him as Vols head coach. Because I think this looks and, and, and takes us deeper into the side of who Jeremy Pruitt actually is. Because Zach – Jeremy Pruitt is completely different than the Vols head coaches before him. Not just Butch, who we know was a disaster. Not Derek Dooley, who was also a disaster. Or Lane Kiffin, who was a disaster off the field more than he was on it. But those three guys talked a lot. They, whether it was good or bad, they talked a lot in the media, and we learned a lot about their personality just by them talking behind a podium, whether it was Lane Kiffin, Kiffin talking about singing Rocky Top after beating Florida in his first year, or Jer uh, Derek Dooley talking about where's Rommel and giving us history lessons every Monday, or Butch Jones giving us every cliche that you could possibly think of. We learned about those coaches' personalities and what made them tick. We don't really know about Jeremy Pruitt because he doesn't talk a lot and he talks very meek at, at times. But to me, Jeremy Pruitt is actually listening to his players. And one of the first really things I remember about Jeremy Pruitt being hired at, as Tennessee's head coach, and Zach, you're right there in the Titans locker room. We asked former Alabama running back Derrick Henry, hey, what do you think about Jeremy Pruitt? And Derrick Henry, who doesn't talk a lot, who doesn't show a lot of emotion in the locker room to media, his eyes lit up and was like, I love Jeremy Pruitt. And then you hear all these other NFL players who were recruited by Jeremy Pruitt say how much they love Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt loves his players, and his players clearly are showing that love back. And I think that's a great thing for Tennessee football. It's a great thing for the health of the culture of that program that's had so many bad things going on in the last decade. And I think it's great for Knoxville to have somebody who is willing to listen to young athletes uh, leading that football program. Yeah, and look, we, we, I usually toss out a love of the show. It's usually later in the show, but good comments yield the love. And I'm tossing it out on Instagram, BMO says, the issue is everyone knows the who and the why. No one has yet to identify the what and the how. How are we going to implement justice reform and what specifically will be put in place? That's a great comment by BMO. It, 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 we, we understand that there is a problem. Now let's work on fixing the problem. And if Jeremy Pruitt is going to put together, look, he's a powerful man. Let's just face it. The Tennessee fan base, they are big. And they are rabid. And so they can create this by if it's dollars to put towards this change and we start to figure out what needs to be put in place. Do you need to take away money from the police officers? Do you need to put more money in to educate them? I don't know. I don't know what the right or wrong answer in that is. But we do need to start figuring it out, right? Yeah. We do need to stop getting away from 
from uh, wrecking our society. Our society is is a, a rough one world to live in right now. So let's start getting back to making it better. I think Jeremy Pruitt and his him asking his team right the Mike Norville story of uh, Nor- or Norvell from uh, Florida State now. Mm-hmm. That story did not go well. Mike Gundy, <laughs> that story did not go well. Yeah. Jeremy Pruitt, there's credit there that that story, this story has gone pretty well. And I think that it's significant because of college football. We know college football and the NFL and sports in general move the needle, make the needle move in the right direction. And I think Jeremy Pruitt has started to do that. And that's important. Yeah, and Danny says it shows that Pruitt sees his players, listens to his players, and he's going to have their back. And it just makes me love that he is the Vols coach even more. And because you saw a lot of infighting with previous head coaches at Tennessee, a lot of players transferring out, had a lot of talent leaving because of whatever reason. Uh, uh, Butch Jones mishandling uh, players and promises that he made during the recruiting process. And Jeremy Pruitt seems to not have, not to be having those issues. Zach Reagan, our guy for a to Z sports, national.com and the big orange podcast, new episode out this morning says Tennessee is winning off the field so far compared to Clemson and Oklahoma state. Because Zach, you're right. The Mike Gundy situation was an absolute disaster last week with Chuba Hubbard coming out and doing what he did. Then you get a couple like hostage looking videos from both Hubbard and Gundy a couple times. And then Clemson uh, with Dabo Sweeney's misguided comments and tone deaf comments that he made a couple of weeks ago where everything that's coming out of the Tennessee's athletic department right now feel is unified and it feels uh, like people like the, the leadership there is showing empathy and is listening to the athletes below them and is actually and actually cares about making some tangible change. Yeah, and and I think to read McKenzie's comment right there, he says, I think the black jerseys are pretty awesome, but also love our tradition of orange and white. Always have been an orange and white team. Should never let that disappear. And I don't think that they will let that disappear. I think that this is a it's an act in a moment in time that needs to be acted upon. And so I like how Tennessee, a very traditional school, right? They've had the same jerseys and the same combination. Now, they've gone in and out by putting checkerboards on their pants and their their back of their helmet. They've gone in and out by putting uh, black outlines on their away jerseys. Like now That's a throwback. <laughs> like the throwback that they had. But I agree with McKenzie. I don't think that they will change their tradition. But this slight change can make a difference, and that's pretty impressive if you can do that by just changing the jersey slightly. And we don't even know how that we'll talk about how the how we think they should change the jersey just by basing on our opinion on what is aesthetically pleasing yeah. to the eye. But I like the premise of the why. And now I would like to figure out, as BMO mentioned, once they get the money, how are they going to affect change with that money? Right. It is eSports here live on a Monday. Let's do this. We've got three mock-ups of Vols black jersey combos. We want to figure out which one should Tennessee use, and I have an opinion about what is the most effective one uh, to use uh, for the cause that Tennessee is is going for. Uh, Before we get to those three mock-ups, which would be fun to get your opinions on what you think looks best, I'm going to tell you about Mandu. Zach, look good, feel good, play good, right? I feel great, and I feel like I look great, and I'm playing pretty great because of Mandu. we got a Mandu workout uh, yesterday afternoon, very excited about it. 15-minute workout, full-body workout, feeling good. Electronic muscle stimulation, 
So no injuries, no harm to my body, and it can help you out and help you achieve your fitness goals with the science they have. A 15-minute workout simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. It's for anybody of any age or any fitness level. You don't have to get in shape first before going to Mandu. You just walk in, and Mandu does the rest with their science. Mandu.com is where to go. It is these sports we are giving back to our community by giving you guys 30% off all of our swag, AZ30. Go go online at shop.azsportsnashville.com. Get you a hat. Get you a T-shirt. We're giving you 30% off until sports come back. AZ30. Hook it up. A lot of people have been buying that of recent, which is great. And so the promo code's working. We're giving you money off to rock the A to Z if you enjoy what we have been able to do. All right, Zach, so our guy Will Mims helped us out with these uh, uh, Vols jersey mocks. He gave us three options last week. Uh, we've got these three. The Here is the first one that Will Mims got to. We want to ask you guys what's the right uh, jersey combo that Tennessee should use for their black jerseys against Kentucky. This is a throwback. This is what they did against South Carolina in Lane Kiffin's season. They went black jerseys, orange pants, with a traditional white helmet. That's what they did back then. Now, the story of that, it was Halloween against South Carolina. And what they did is they had to basically rush the jersey orders in because it was a last-minute surprise to the players. And so the jerseys in 2009 were done quickly and pretty cheap. But that's the first combo, Zach. I know you're a big-time jersey guy. How do you feel about the work that our guy Will Mims did uh, with that first mock-up? I honestly think that that looks... It goes to, uh, I believe it was McKenzie. It goes to what she was kind of saying of like, it kind of leaves the tradition in there. But I also think that the black jersey pops to make that impact, right? You see it. You recognize it. And I think the orange pants are important in this in this particular one, right? Because you don't go away from the orange. That is your brand, is orange. But this does, it got, does a little flair. I like it. Yeah, Charlie says same as a South Carolina game, but with the him the with the black helm helmet. We'll get to the helmet there in a second. Here, Hinky Dark says it's awesome. Okay, let's get to the uh, the second combo here. Keeping the white helmet because the white helmet is very important to a large majority of the Vols fan base. But going black jersey with the black pants. The second mock up uh, from Will Mims over the weekend. See, I, I kind of like. I think. If you're going to go just black jersey, I think orange pants works better than the black pants. Rob says, Rob says he likes this one. I, so, I, I, I like the first option better. I do. It's the orange pants, right? Because it shows it's important that Tennessee is doing this, right? They're showing the representation of the movement, and they decided to do that. I think that's good. Like, I don't dis, I like. I like black jerseys. I do. Like, I cannot wait for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to wear Tampa or pewter jerseys. I, I love that. This is a good look. I, I do like the black jersey. I thought uh, Will Mins did a great job of photoshopping. So, all right. So, this is, for me, this is the, the third place of the three options for me. Okay? Here is first place for me. First place is the all black. If you're going to go all black against Kentucky – do it. Go all black. Go black helmet. Go black jersey and go black pants. And you have a pop of orange and white accents, whether it's on the jersey or in the gloves, in the cleats, and the other gear that the players wear. This right here is by far my favorite 
of this. This is the look. If you're going to do it, you go do it big. You go all black helmets, black jerseys, black pants. Uh, I'm 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 option one really? instead of option three. I I think I I'd lo- the white helmet is key because that's the I, like I understand the premise of it, but the white helmet and the orange, it, you got to have orange. It's you, Tennessee. I just think if you're, I think you he, could do it a lot better than what they did prior. Oh, I think, well, yeah. They, I mean, what they did in 2009 against South Carolina, they literally put that together in a week. Like well, they made they made the decision on like a Wednesday, and they got the jersey shipped, and they were worried that they were going to be late. I, I I was a sophomore at that time. I remember those stories. They were they were worried that the jerseys were not going to be in. They got in late Friday night, and they looked like crap. Like they were basically see through. But Zach, this is the look, man. And here's and here's the biggest point about this: you're auctioning them them off for a cause. The jerseys are going to sell great. The pants. The pants aren't going to sell. Like black pants, black Tennessee pants are not going to sell. But you know what will make the most money is those black helmets. Those black helmets worn by that team. When you're talking about a home game where you're dressing, you know, a hundred players on the sideline, you're going to have a hundred black helmets with a power T. That is going to make the real money in these auctions. Uh, is making sure you have a jersey and helmets to auction off because. Really, you're you're more than doubling your money with going with a black helmet compared to just the white helmet with a black jersey. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't disagree with those selling. They will sell. They and, will sell. And if that's the goal, and the goal, and and right, let's get back to why we're talking about that. If the goal is to raise as much money as possible for the movement, then you need to go with option three. I, I'm I'm with you on that. I. I prefer option one, but that's my preference. Uh, Dom says you can't do the black and the and the white. It just doesn't look right. Joe says option three, black on black all the way. Uh, Alex says that that's a good point there. Sean says you can forego tradition for one game for a good calls, all black with orange, uh, maybe orange pants he's talking about there. Uh, but I think that's the look. That's the look right there. If you want to make change, and I, all the traditionalists, and we got to remember, Jeremy Pruitt is a super traditionalist type of guy too. Jeremy Pruitt is the one who did not want to continue with the Smoky Grays when he took over. He wanted to go back to the traditional orange and white with the orange pants, uh, but he's the one who is okay with doing the black jerseys for the cause. And I think if you're going to do it, you can triple your money if you include black helmets. As somebody said there in the comments, uh, that that you could sell those. Uh, Rob says they could sell those helmets for four hundred to five hundred bucks. Who knows how many how how much those helmets could go for? Uh, if they if they auction those things off, and what they could do, and who knows how the season is going to go, but it could go for Kentucky. Usually, they like teams like to go back to their best uniform combination for bowl games. That would be a good round two if they made a bowl game and wore those whatever black jerseys they end up wearing. See, I think because they cause that's what Butch Jones in 2016 when they went to the Music City Bowl. They wore the smoky grays uh, in that Music City Bowl, but I I don't think that would be the way to go. I think you would just do it for the one time you auction them off and you're done with it. The one but time, but it's it's, it's the team, right? I, I think it, it's the team. Oh, look, I'm not sitting here saying that this should be their home. You know, every, every, that's not who they are, right? They are the university, but I like the reasoning behind of why they're doing it. I think that 
I wouldn't be surprised if they make a bowl game if everything goes regular, right? We don't know how everything's going to work, but they could bring it back. Who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm throwing out that out there in June so I could bring it back up during bowl season. Could you imagine if Jawan Jennings was was playing in this game and they sold the 15 black jersey, the Jawan Jennings? like Because the, uh, the love, the fan fest for Jawan Jennings, how much that jersey would go. Because Rob says game-worn jerseys uh, were for $300 at Tennessee's last sale. And each, like, you know, if it's a star player, if it's Trey Smith's jersey, that's going to be going to go for more at the auction. G-Man on base says game-worn helmet for 1K. I mean, you would get so much money off of these by, just by doing a one-time and then auction them off. Yeah, well, I, I think they made the right decision. I love, I love the idea. So hopefully they can implement these. They release them, and they make a lot of money. All right, it is eSports here live on a Monday uh, let's get into this topic. We've got some great audio to play uh, for you guys. Before we get into this with Bubba Wallace and the noose that was found in his garage at Talladega last night, Zach, tell people about Tucker Agency and how they can help you out during these times. Yeah, it's simple. Get uh, get on your email right after the show and email Will Tucker. His team will help take care of you. You can save a lot of money. It's will at tuckertn.com. Write him an email, say, look, I heard about you on A to Z Sports. How can I save money on my insurance? It's that simple. You don't have to put a lot of, you don't have to upload a bunch of stuff. You email him, will at tuckertn.com. Nashville's independent insurance agency. He's got a whole team that can help lower your insurance costs, which puts more money back on your table, more money back in your pocketbook. And it's that simple. All they have to do is redo your policy. And redoing your policy the average customer that goes to the Tucker agency saves 20%. 20% is, could be a couple hundred bucks. That's big time. Email will at tuckertn.com. All right, it is eSports. Don't forget, AZ30. You get 30% off anything you want to get at shop.a-to-zesportsnashville.com. That's shop.a-to-zesportsnashville.com, AZ30 for 30% off. Great gear there. The T-shirt, soft. Uh, polos are great Nike golf polos and the hats are also uh, pretty awesome there so check that out AZ30 for 30% off at shop.azsportsnational.com Zach uh, I don't know it, it, there's no easy transition to this but but the the thought of there being a noose inside of Bubba Wallace's garage at Talladega is sickening it's despicable any adjective you want to think about uh, is probably not strong enough. Uh, but what did you think when you saw that story come across uh, your uh, timeline uh, when that when that came out at Talladega last evening? Well, it was hard to it was hard to swallow and, and fathom that somebody in 2020 would do something like that because I I would assume never want to assume, but I would assume that the person that did this. I, you do you know Bubba Wallace? I mean, I I don't know. Like, like he, he did this just out of the hatred, right? And that is what we're trying to rid our world of. Uh, some additional news on the that I saw on Twitter actually as the show started. Uh, Bubba Wallace did not see the news. Somebody else found it and reported it to NASCAR, and NASCAR is handling it. The other thing is the Talladega County Sheriff said that NASCAR reported the incident to the FBI. 
they would handle any criminal investigation. So that got me thinking, I mean, this is a crime. This could be said as a threat on, a, on somebody's life, right? As, uh, like setting aside the racist, which is unbelievable, right? There should be criminal action. There has to be video. I mean, it's, it's, yep. it's in a place where you should be able to find out where cameras or at least doing an investigation to retrace some steps of who would do this horrendous act, but this it's it's what we're trying to get away from. And somebody goes out and does something. I just I, I don't understand it. It, it it's a bad look <laughs> to say the I mean, very it, very least. And and so uh, some comments. G Man says there has to be video showing who did this. I mean, you would think so. Um, Austin Walter says just discussing that someone does this. Hinky Dark says it was sickening. Uh, Brian just calling them cowards and Sean says not surprised honestly and that's and that's what sucks is like NASCAR has actually done a lot of really good things over the last couple of weeks and Bubba Wallace really started it and Bubba Wallace is the only uh, black driver on the series uh, and so uh, you have to give him a lot of credit for stepping out into some dangerous waters because of what NASCAR fans uh, stereotypically are, and I'm, I'm, that's just what NASCAR has been in the past. And there, are, they, they will to have to from. continue to fight against that, right? That stereotype is just what it is, right? And so they will yeah, have and, to work yeah. extra hard to get further from that stereotype. The problem is stories like this that brings them back. Yeah, sure, no doubt. And Zach Reagan brings up there's such limited access right now. True, like this is not like a race, a normal race at Talladega where there's six figures of people inside right. or, and outside around that track. This is literally just like the essential people there. And so somebody within the essential group of people that NASCAR and Talladega are supposed to trust to do their job did something like this, which, which I, I, I think makes it even worse. It, it's already indescribable of how bad this is, but I think it makes it even worse because it happened from somebody who is close to that NASCAR and, and or Talladega. Yeah. Well, let's hear Marty Smith on it. I've been, I haven't been able to hear it. You've got that. And I'd like for you to initiate it. And he stood up for something that he believed and he asked for help from other people who believe similarly. And that the, the measures were taken to start taking those steps. And then we come down here to a place that I love. I love Talladega, Alabama. It's my favorite place on the NASCAR tour. It's my favorite race. I love the staff here. And then some, I'm about to say words I'm not allowed to say. Something like this happens in the garage area? In Richard, in the garage area of Richard Petty's race car? For a young man in Bubba Wallace who has galvanized so many people because he was willing to stand up for something that is so long overdue, and NASCAR's current management level, executive level, agrees that it was time to take this stand, and then somebody goes and does this. You're not just hurting one or two people, whomever you are. You're hurting a whole lot of people 
who have made the decision that it's damn sure time to go be better. And it pisses me the hell off. And it pisses everybody else in the sport off who care, who care not only for Bubba, but for every single person that he is standing up for. There you go. That that was Marty Smith uh, with some powerful words right there. Um, I think it goes back to what we talked about, Austin, of the brand of NASCAR trying to further itself away from racist fans and even maybe even a part of pit crews because there was no fans uh, able to get in. Like We don't know who actually put the noose in Bubba Wallace's car, but if that's within the group or family or organization of NASCAR, that makes it even more damning to the brand that has already struggled, you know, the Confederate flag of the race car driver uh, that, that essentially quit because he didn't think that that was right. You know, the it's 2020, you know, we know, right. And we know wrong. Let's start doing more right than wrong. Yeah. And I, this world is crazy, but I, I hope that this man who, or woman who, I don't know, whoever did this gets caught and, Gets punished uh, to to the full degree. Well, and, and that's what uh, I. That's a that to me. That is a uh, threat on a man's life. That's oh, no, not that. a. That's not a like a racist act of like just saying something because Bubba Wallace is black. That is a. I mean, he, he needs to see jail time, in my opinion, for that act. Right, and, and Marty Smith. Uh, that was from Scott Van Pelt. Uh, last night on Sports Center, there that was like a three and a half minute whole video, but I got the tail end of it. But Marty Smith talked said, mentioned that he had talked to a uh, high ranking NASCAR official uh, earlier uh, that that person was going to be absolutely vanished and banned from any NASCAR um, event or whatever for the rest of their life. I mean, there's there's nothing. I mean, I, there's no other words you could possibly say about a noose inside a garage of the only black driver in the cup series. I, it, it just, it's absolutely asinine and insane. And it made me like, cause I, I was kind of off social media for a lot yesterday and last night. And so I didn't really have a chance to dive in to read and, and, and look at some of the reaction and really the full story until this morning. But it made me just think like, what year is this? What decade is this? Where are we in America that somebody puts a noose anywhere like a, a noose like well, 2020 has been weird in it, it, it has <laughs> I feel like, like I, I feel like that was i feel like a noose is something that's been so unacceptable for so many generations that i don't even understand i, I don't even understand and that's that sucks well, that's what we're trying we're trying to get away from that right the further as time goes by and time is infinite that's a definition. Time is infinite. As we get further away from, you know, things that I don't think any human being would be proud of, as we get further away from those, we need to understand what happened so it does not we, – we don't do it again. This is sadistic. Like, this is unacceptable. I think I think a smart individual understands that, but I think a stupid one – actually did the act yeah now and uh jacob says nascar has a long way to go um yeah and they and and they 
They obviously do. It's sad, but it's the truth. Because if this, and we got to find out who actually did it, but it does sound like they have a long way to go. And they were probably, as I said, the stereotypes of NASCAR is going to be harder to get away from. But things like this don't help the cause. Yeah. Austin Walters says uh, hate crime. Uh, Rob says it's a threat to hate crime. Prosecute the person. Mark Beach says I've been to over 50 races at that at the track. I'm, I don't know if that means Talladega or not. He says uh, the people that sit around us never have flown the, the Confederate flag or as much had a shirt with the flag on it. The idiots don't represent us all. And, and that is fair, Mark. And that's yeah. the hard part because guys like Mark, who I recognize the name, watch this show pretty consistently. Absolutely. I feel is a, a, a good person, a good guy. And that doesn't represent him as a NASCAR fan. The hard part is it is the job of the brand. NASCAR, NBA, NHL, NFL – to try to represent your fan base the best way possible with some of the rules that they're implementing now, right? With banning the Confederate flag. That's a, that's one step, but it's going to take time. And I don't know. I hope they find the SOB that did this. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Mookie's right. Uh, Cause Jacob says NASCAR has a long way to go. Mookie says we as a society have a long way to go because that, you know, the really and bad we're, and we're stagnant right now. The, the hard part is we have nothing to rally around. The, like to rally, we, like sports, as we talk about sports, and that's what I'm saying. I don't want to say nothing to rally around, but sports, we are missing that, right? We are missing the community of our country, the community to bring us together that has nothing to do with race or who you're voting for. We don't have that out, and I think that human beings are struggling with that right now, and maybe they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing because of it, right? I think that the movement is absolutely phenomenal and should continue to be talked about, but the hard part is we don't have that key catalyst of sports to bring us together in a way where we can be around communities. I do think that the the proactive protests have helped that. I think that that it's brought men and women of different ethnicities and colors and probably religions together in a way. But we need the the concert ass of it, or aspect of it. We need like we need music. We need sports, and we're missing that. And I think that we have these horrific acts that are now starting to shine light, and the media has nothing else to talk about. That's another problem. CNN and Fox and CSNBC, all they can do is just shove the bad in our face. There's no LeBron James blocking a shot to win a championship. There's there's none of that. There's no Nashville Predators making a run, being the worst team in the Western Conference and going to the Stanley Cup final. There's none of that. And that's hard. It, and it shouldn't be that hard, but it is. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I, as Zach was talking, <laughs> uh, I, I saw a comment on uh, Facebook that I was trying to figure out if I wanted to address it or not, but I am. Mike Cohen uh, says, nobody is oppressed. This you, younger generation, are taking our culture away from us. The noose was a setup by your liberal friends. As far as NASCAR, they will lose most fans because of their stupidity. Well, Mike you your first sentence by saying nobody is oppressed 
that is such an ignorant comment to make, but and that's such a very selfish comment. And maybe Mike should open up and get out of your own bubble uh, by thinking nobody is oppressed. There, people have been oppressed in this country and really in the world for generations and for hundreds of years. So, Mike, come on, dude. That you gotta be better. Like, listen to people. It's not that hard. Shut up and listen to people. It's not about you all the time. And that's something that I've learned. It's not about me. And it's not about Zach. And it's not about all of you guys. It's about everybody else that's not like us. And so I, I felt like I just, I could not let that comment just scroll on by on Facebook without addressing. Uh, I, I'm not going to respond because I'll say something out of turn about that dude. All right. Let's get to our inter-show topic and figure out uh, how Zach uh, fared down in Florida amid COVID and, and what that experience was like. But first, Zach, tell people about CalvinAndSubtle.com. Yeah, I absolutely can do that. CalvinAndSubtle.com. They're where you need to get your new hardwood floor. 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414. CalvinAndSubtle.com. You call them up. They schedule an appointment. It's that simple. One to two weeks for material and installation. You can go to their showroom and find out your perfect hardwood floor. They've got luxury hardwood floors. They've got cost-effective hardwood floors. And they're trusted right here in the Middle Tennessee area. CalvinAndSubtle.com, 615-448-6414. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Monday. Don't forget, AZ30 for 30% off anything and everything at a to z uh, at shop.a2zsportsnational.com that's shop.a2zsportsnational.com az30 for 30% off Zach uh, you went down to the beach uh, what what beach did you go to it was in Florida obviously and uh, what was the overall experience with how that state is uh treating covid-19 yeah well old stomping grounds uh, I went down to Orange Beach Alabama I used to okay. live there and work there hadn't been there in a long long time it's changed a little bit but I uh, had a really good time. I will say this. Uh, they have a different way of viewing the COVID precautions. Uh, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't view them. Uh, just, they, I mean, are there any precautions? Are people that work at restaurants and in, are people wearing masks? So the two things, the two precautions, some of them wear masks, not all of them. Like employees? They, yeah. Curtain. Yeah. I mean, I went into restaurants where nobody wore a mask. There was not a single mask. No mask. No mask. Not and servers, I, not I, hostess. I, not, no. I mean, I know you don't see the kitchen, but I'm guessing the cooks weren't wearing a mask. Nope. And I will be honest, Austin, look, I, it's it was a risk for me. I understood that. But at the same time, I felt normal for the first time all year. I felt, and maybe it was a, uh, maybe it was it was a dumb risk. I don't know, but I felt like I lived in a normal world again. It was actually pretty amazing. It was what I view life as, and I'm not saying the COVID nineteen is not real. I'm not saying that I wasn't susceptible of getting it. I may have gotten it. I may not have. I have no idea. I yeah. I I stayed away. I tried to stay away from people, but I also tried to get back and live my life. I wasn't up. You know, coughing in front of people or up really, really close to them. If I met them, I'd wash my hands constantly. I did have hand sanitizer. But I believe that people at the beach want to get on vacation and they're trying to get away, right? 
yeah. from wherever they are. So but they can, treat things completely different. Well, you can still socially distance, at, you know, and the beach is a great place to do that. Now, Mookie asked well, a question. Well, that's what we have to start learning is how do we socially distance instead of how do we quarantine? I think right. we all know how to quarantine. Well, quarantine you, was – How do you socially distance? Well, everybody used the term quarantine when nobody was actually quarantining. Only, the only people that were actually quarantining were the people who had symptoms or who, who tested well, No, positive. no. When we had home lockdown, we were all quarantining. So that's incorrect. That wasn't quarantine. That was just a safer at home order. It, it, was, it was socially distancing and not, it was not quarantining. Quarantining is you do not leave your house. You were able to leave your house to go do social things, to do essential things uh, at a socially distanced area. But Quarantine was a term that got taken and run with for sure. So Mookie asked, do you plan on getting tested? Uh, if I if I have symptoms, yes, I do. So you will not get tested until you show some type of symptom. Yeah, I, I think I have to have an action to – again, I took precaution. I, I was not I, – I was not like in the face of a lot of people. It wasn't that. But I – symptoms will have to bring the test. I also have a new uh, I have a way of looking at it. I thought I also think that I believe that I got it in December. I do not so know. So should that. you so I would like you, to get an antibody so test. So go do that. Yeah, I think you should go do the antibody test. Now, we can show experiment. Zach goes and does the antibody test. Yeah, and I, I would definitely be open to that. I'm not anti-testing at all. Like I'm not fearful of the test. They can stick that up my nose. I don't want that, but I'm not like fearful of it to say I will never do that I I feel fine am I hungover yes I am because I drank a lot but that's not the <laughs> symptoms of COVID yeah <sighs> I don't have deep like my my breaths my my lungs feel fine I don't have a fever like I don't have those symptoms I could be asymptomatic we a lot of people could be asymptomatic correct right, I'm not trying to infect yeah. other people too um, we'll continue to use the precautions, but the goal of this discussion is to inform the people that watch this show that other places in the country are getting back to normal. And whether that could be a good or a bad thing, if the cases go up, I do think that we're finding more about the virus than we did, right? And it may have, I, want, I don't want to downplay it to say it may have not have been as bad as we actually thought, mm -hmm. but the death rate and uh, I played the odds essentially, right? I'm a 32 year old man in 33, good health. 33. Shoot, <laughs> I'm a I'm a 33 year old man that is in good health. The risk of me is lower. I have to take risk in my life to live my life, and I was willing to do that. Yeah. Uh, see, here's my thing. and G man's on base. Uh, as we've all heard, this virus hates heat. <laughs> yes, and and it's been hot. It's been hot. So. Uh, my anniversary, uh, my second wedding anniversary is in, is two weeks from tomorrow. So we are in the process of trying to figure out what we want to do. We want to go to the beach. We're going to go to the beach at some point, but we don't know what area to go. So Orange Beach was wide the hell open, and you could do whatever you wanted to. You could do whatever you wanted to. Because uh, Charlie Burris, who hosts the Big Orange Podcast, new episode out today, the Big Orange Podcast at the A to Z Sports Podcast Network, he was in Hilton Head because uh, he lives in Knoxville. So he went east uh, there. He said it was basically the wild, wild west out there too, that nobody was doing anything uh, any anything there either. So I don't know. And you stayed in like a condo, right? Because we're trying to figure out if we should stay in a hotel 
slash Airbnb. Yeah, I get it. I understand. And when I was on the beach, I was with my friends, right? Uh, I don't know if they had it or not, right, going into it. But I would hope that you have to hang around people. I, I like you. I, you have to have interaction. And I believe that people are driving themselves crazy because they have not had the human interaction and contact that they need. I don't see Austin anymore, guys. I don't see that dude. I used to see that guy every single day like of my life besides the weekends. I don't see Austin ever. I see him maybe once or twice. I've seen him through this process maybe five times. You have to have, you have, to have human interaction. There's only so much that I can just look at a GD screen and talk into it. It dry and and I so am I. I'm glad I went to the beach. I I and it felt good to be around people. Now, where I was I precautionary? Yes, yes, I was. And then you but can do I that. Can't, you can find I can't some lock other myself up, or my life will start to deteriorate. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to try to infect others either, right? Like I'm smart individual, but judging me based on going into a a situation, and there were a ton of people to do it, but that's the risk that we take. You, ha- I, you could get it at a gas station in Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I actually really thoroughly enjoyed having a little bit of normalcy in my life. So uh, Rob says don't do a hotel, do a condo or a house or like an Airbnb because I feel like a hotel, I feel like a hotel has to be so dang on top of it to even like, consider being open but then you have to go out for every meal because you don't have a kitchen so I, I i would prefer getting a place where we have a kitchen so we can cook on our own to limit that exposure to restaurants around the area i i get it i understand it but i i'm getting i will slowly get back to living my life yeah but as you say you're yeah it's a it's a step-by-step and it's and it, you have to be precaut- precautionary and be cautious and i think you can do that and go to the beach uh, i think it's trying to not get in those beach bars and stuff like that where they're pretty nasty in there because you know everybody knows the type of like tiki hut bar down at the beach it's just kind of gross but you don't go to that place but you can go out to the beach and you know socially distance and soak up some rays and go fight some waves that's what i want to do you know fight some waves yeah i look i suggest you treat covid the way that you feel you should treat covid you treat COVID like you want to be treated. <laughs> no, that, you know because I want to be around. That would mean that I want to be around it, and I don't want to be around it. But yeah. I want to be around people. I, 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 I'm a people person. I always have been, and I've, I've just made a dec- decision that I, I'm going to take precaution, but I'm not going to cancel my life because of it. Yeah. And I feel we've canceled our lives for too long because of it, and it may get worse. I think sports teams are going to struggle because they have a business attached to it, right? Yeah. Like they have a brand of getting people. Uh, I don't know. They they have a, a bigger struggle, right? Right. Companies do. A to Z Sports RentersWarehouse.com. Check them out for any of your rental property needs. RentersWarehouse.com. The professional landlords in the Nashville area. Make sure you check them out. There's so many different ways you can use RentersWarehouse.com. Whether you're not even trying to move or you own Airbnbs, or your mortgage is just really kicking your ass right now, renterswarehouse.com, you can absolutely do that. Uh, so I, I think the Airbnb is probably the correct way to go. 
It's just it's hard to find an Airbnb. Well, look, there were 10,000 people, people yeah. in the Nashville protest that those teenagers organized, which was very – I mean, amazing. Insanely right? impressive, cause, right? Yes. It's very – but you know, at the same time, Austin, there were not – ten. I was not around 10,000 people, yeah. right? In, in that and, small, close of quarters, and right? Think, so, so I, am I more suspect, right? And, and we have Thursday, to take those. And and how has it spiked because of that? Well, I don't know how much it say. has spiked. Well, Thursday, this Thursday, will be two weeks from that ten thousand people protest. I think. Yeah, so right. yeah, so we'll find out. I think over the next coming days, uh, of of what impact that had on COVID in Nashville. But. Uh, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? You can't right. if if you're protesting, you're together, and they're telling us to be apart. But I can only be apart for so long. But the people that protested, people weren't getting upset at them for not social distancing. Well, then that, that's. But well, I'm getting I'm getting crapped on because I went to the beach. That's I, who's I, who's who's crapping on you. No, I know general. I think if oh. you talk to a group of people and I told them my story that no people they take that I went to a restaurant and nobody was wearing a mask. Oh, oh, right. I feel like I would get that reaction from somebody. And I think well, yeah, my, I mean, but my issue is we've already started to integrate ourselves back into our world together. Right. Well, Bobby brings up, uh, Bobby's had a lot of good comments today. He says, I believe I saw something that said the number of 20 to 30 year olds is starting to be a bigger percentage of the positive test because that's, that's who's going out and doing the protest. That's also who's going out to the bars. And then you're seeing, start thinking about herd immunity. Right. But then, but then you're, you're thinking also too about like, what was it? LSU had like 30 something student athletes test positive because they got it from one bar in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that because you were kind of off the off the grid a little bit this past weekend. But you had thirty something LSU athletes. You had twenty eight at Clemson. You've got several at Houston. Alabama's got How some. How many of those had symptoms? Uh, not many. Not right? many. And so we, but that's what they don't tell you, right? Right. That's what they don't report. That's the problem. Is it, they all they do is say positive tests. Right. Nobody knows the details of those positive tests. Asymptomatic and that's versus symptomatic versus hospitalizations. It's there's there's so many different layers of this code onion that we got up. I, I truly believe it's not gonna go away, guys. It's it's a virus. The flu's still around, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. We have to figure out a way to live with it. Agreed. We will never live without it. Right. So that's where my philosophy well, vaccine, is. right? That's what we're talking about. You don't know. I don't know. Do you know a damn thing about vaccines? I have no, no nothing, idea. Nothing. Nothing. So, so, nothing. You, so it's unfair for you in general to say that, well, we're waiting on the vaccine. We're waiting. Well, what the vaccine make make creates more problems in humans because of something. Well, right? You, you mentioned, you mentioned that we have to learn how to live with it and living with it. A lot of a lot of the population will feel more comfortable living with it with a vaccine. That that's why I said the vaccine. So again, we don't really know. Okay. We, we have no idea, but, yes, but we cannot, uh, this world and you go to the beach and you look out into the ocean and it'll change your mind on some stuff. It will, because this world is a lot bigger than you or I. And so we have to understand that COVID-19, we have to be smart. Everybody has a different opinion about it. But we have to figure out a way to live with it. 
That's my, I think that's where I'm at right now. Yes. And we have done a very poor job living with it over the last several months. Well, because it's brand new. We didn't know about it. Right. And that's the thing is like Rudy Gobert was one positive test that shut down every sport in America immediately. Right. Right. And then you've got these players coming back to universities with dozens of positive tests and they're continuing to move forward with their plan to return. So that's how long we've come since early March with Rudy Gobert touching everybody's microphone to now where Rudy Gobert shut it down because we have no idea what things were going to be like to now we're continuing to move forward as positive tests increase. Yes. And I will end on this or we can wrap up. BMO, who got the love of the show earlier, I'd dish out another one because the world is not meant to let fear dictate their lives. And I think the human population, for a point in time, we had to do. Italy was in ruins. We don't know about what was happening in Wuhan, China. That's the other problem. But Italy was in ruins. New York was in ruins because of this disease, right? Yeah. We have now since kind of passed that point. We have to figure out, get busy living instead of get busy dying. And we got busy dying for there for a second. Now we need to start figuring out how not to let it have fear. I don't be like life is not about fear. Life is about happiness, joy, and love. And we don't talk about any of those three ever. There's a difference in being smart and being scared. But aren't, don't you think that everybody's scared? It's an I, invisible. I mean, not everybody. I mean, there's a lot of people who are. Yes, but. I think there's, I mean, everybody's got a different definition of being smart versus being scared. So look, I mean, you don't, you know, everybody's going to take what they, what they feel about it. I just, I, I think society should stop being scared and the media are fearful. I, 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 the media has to do a better job of helping what a positive case actually means. They just report positive, Right. But that positive, now that we've started to learn there's asymptomatic positive, I'm sure there's positive that may not be as contagious as others. We don't know. But they don't talk about that. They just say positive, positive, positive. 20 positive players, 38 positive coaches, you know, 16. Po- what does positive mean? Just, yeah, no, for sure. There's, there's a lot of different levels of it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Zach, you made it uh, through 58 minutes of uh, a hungover show. Woo. Congratulations. No, uh, no. I saw somebody comment this early in the show. No curbs were tripped over this past weekend? No, I, I did talk about that. One of the worst <laughs> return of vacations was on your bachelor party. Yes. When I tripped over a curb at 3 a.m. Like right the, before the end of the weekend, right going home end. last day, getting in the car. And I sprained my AC joint and I couldn't move my shoulder for about two weeks. The show the next day was literally maybe 20 minutes. Like, cause neither of us could get any further than that. So you made it 59 minutes almost now. So props to you on that one. Yeah. Well, seven hours in a car. I drove five of those seven brutal absolutely brutal so good to be back in nashville but i'm also about to leave again so all right guys uh thanks for watching great monday show we'll be back tomorrow morning buck rising and a to z sports primetime off this week uh check out our podcast feed a to z sports 
uh, Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching, guys. We will see you later on. Adios.